This world and our lives are filled with magic and wonder and splendor and just some weird shit. So this week, I'm asking everyone, what is the weirdest thing that has ever happened to you? You know we're gonna have some great stories here on Behind Every Story. What's up, everybody? My name is Jason, and this is Behind Every Story. If this is your first time with us, let me explain what's happening. I love stories, from comics to films, video games, songs, jokes, whatever, sitting around a campfire with some friends or, or sitting in an audience with strangers. Having a story is magic. I love hearing people's stories, and even more so than that, I love hearing what's behind those stories. This show is the proverbial director's commentary on the movie of life. This is episode 17 of the COVID-50, and this week, we're discussing what is the weirdest thing that's ever happened to you. Before we begin, a note of warning. The topics we explore on this show may or may not be suitable for all listeners. This podcast deals with real people and real stories. These stories may contain and deal with graphic language, adult themes, sexual content, and violence. Listener discretion is advised. The weirdest thing. I think if we're ever going to give that warning, um, the discretionary advisory warning, this might be it. And not so much for what the stories are going to entail, but just the fact that weird stuff is out there. And I think everyone has had something really weird happen to them. Like one night when I was driving around town, it was like 2.30 a.m. and I saw a woman walking an office chair down the street. Like she was pushing it, but she wasn't sitting on it. She was pushing it, but she looked like she was out for a stroll. It wasn't she was going from point A to point anyway. Weird things. I remember as a kid, I fell out of the top of a tree in the forest behind my house. And I remember waking up on the ground with no scrapes, no bruises, no pain whatsoever. I just got up and ran back home. And it didn't dawn on me until like weeks later that I was like, holy shit, I fell out of the top of the tree and I don't remember anything on the way down. But I have to say, the weirdest thing that has ever happened to me is this. So for one summer, I was working at Tower Records. Uh, for those unaware of what Tower Records was, it started off as a bookstore that really catered to like strange and cool books and then moved into music and videos. And I loved, I loved Tower Records. It was the greatest store in the world, but we're not going down that avenue right now. I worked at Tower Records and most of my shifts were night shifts which means we closed at midnight but we got out of there about 1 or 1:30 a.m. now if you've ever worked a super fun job with super fun and crazy awesome people you don't want to just go home after you're working you want to go sit down with them and hang out and most nights we went to steak and shake and just chilled so like we went there so much that eventually like we got to know the staff there and they would just let us go in the back and make our own milkshakes which i always thought was really cool but one night we decided to 
go out and see something one of our friends had seen one day. And he took us to, it was a middle of a suburb. And I, I've never been able to find it since. But I think it was Geneva, Illinois. And we're going through this total suburban um, housing area, you know, think like mom and pop 1980s movie. It's everything looks perfect, right? And then we get driving down the road and right in the middle of this housing area is a hospital, like an old hospital. And it's boarded up. It hasn't been used in like, it looks like it hasn't been used in like 30 years. Like the doors have been boarded up for, it looked maybe like 10 years. The, it's been boarded. So we're walking around this and then the second half of this building, like imagine a very long building, like maybe a block and a half long. And the, but it's not wide. It was maybe like, I want to say like three tennis courts wide and then long. It should have been very long. But the second half of the building, the, the long part was just gone. It was missing. Like behind the building, obviously the dirt had been dug up. And uh, instead of just having open hallways to this hospital, they had uh, things boarded up and clamped up and like welded shut and things like that. And it was it was very obvious that they were trying to tear it down. So we're walking around and we're joking with the idea that, ooh, it's haunted and it's so scary. And my buddy's doing like flips and jumping off the side of the building, thinking he's funny. And then all of a sudden he jumps behind a bush and we hear him tumble down further than what a bush should be hiding. And we run behind the bush and lo and behold, he found a staircase leading downstairs. So we go downstairs to make sure he's okay. And right now we're obviously in the basement level of the hospital and the door is unlocked. So we open the door, we go inside, we look around and it's the basement level of a hospital, but it looked like there were these rooms, maybe eight or nine different rooms in a hallway and then a main door leading upstairs. And in each of the rooms was filled with stuff from gurneys, medical instruments, uh, files and paperwork and tons of like uh, uh, beakers. And, um, uh, uh, you know, I don't want to say like specific tools because I wasn't paying that close attention, but it, it just had stuff. It looked like a flea market just like threw up, but it was all medical related. Like everything in there looked like the doctors just got up left and then they boarded it up and we were freaked the fuck out but we thought oh my god how cool would this be if we came back with some friends and scared the shit out of them so that was our plan we left we drove home we made a plan over the next week we brought our other friends back there the following week and we walked downstairs and we opened the door and and we're like oh look how scary it is and then we looked inside and everything was gone. The basement of the hospital was gone. There was no paperwork, no instruments. The doors were off the hinges. Everything about that, everything we saw in there was gone. And it looked like it had never been there. Like there was no, like there was no broom marks or I know I'm sounding a little weird by saying like a lot, but like it makes me feel kind of creepy remembering this. And our friends were making fun of us. It's like, oh yeah, this is really scary. 
But we were freaked the fuck out. It was so terrifying that we were just there. And it looked like all this stuff had been there for like 30 years. And then in the span of one week, all of it's gone. So then, you know, about another month goes by. We go back and the hospital is gone. The hospital just doesn't exist. And in its place was sod. It was just grass now. (laughs) So... If we hadn't have gone there in that time period, this would never have happened. But what happened? Um, I don't, re- I don't, I've never heard of what happened. Like, obviously, they were trying to demolish it. Obviously, they were trying to tear it down little by little. But it just, I think back on it and it still gives me the heebie jeebies. It freaks me out a little bit. So, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to hear what everyone else's fun stories about what's the weirdest thing that's ever happened to them. So what's the weirdest thing that's ever happened to you? I've had so much weird happening to me. Um... I'll give you like one of my favorite surreal moments was uh, I was uh, whitewater rafting and we were out in the middle of nowhere. There was nothing. And uh, we decided to stop, take a hike, you know, because it was pretty. And uh, we're all walking up this hill and coming bebopping down is this. He had to be around late 50s, early 60s, boomer as fuck, just naked naked and like it's burnt into my head because he was walking downhill barefoot on a rocky surface the way the tip of his wiener was bouncing in uh separate from the rest of his body it was mesmerizing and i remember getting so mad so mad about it because one of the jokes that we have in the military is like Old people at the gym, they just want to stand around naked and talk to you with a foot propped up. And I was like, I'm hundreds of miles away from any blah, 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 blah. And I still get donged by an old man. And, but yeah, that was just, it was, again, we were in the middle of nowhere. There was no rafts or canoes around. I don't know how he got here. Just naked dude, just walking. (laughs) Down, and again, down, it was because downhill. We were going uphill, and he was going down. So we get just got just blasted in the face with everything. Like, we saw the bottom of his sack. It is very rare that you see the bottom of somebody's sack. But we saw it. We saw everything. Maybe that was the worst moment of my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this probably won't make the podcast, but I have to ask, did you stop to talk to him? or No. No, uh, the, the people in front, you know, they gave like the typical hiker, you know, hello. No, everybody acted like it was okay. No one else reacted to it. Nobody commented at the time. Nobody did. And just everybody just seemed to be like, okay, naked dude walking down the hill. Yep. Yeah. I wonder how often that happens. I, I, I don't know. Nobody like people barely talked about it. Like we had to go back to the campfire and I'm like, are we not going to talk about this? I was mad. Like I said, I was mad. I was like, what if my kid was with me? 
know? And well, I, I hate using that, you know, what about the children? You know? <laughs> but at that, that is one of the things that I would pull out, you know, <laughs> well, I, I don't think I, think I want my up- kid to see a 60 year old man penis. Right. Unless she has to. I think that's our whole. Right. I mean, no, I have nothing against, again, I was quite younger. I was 19, but uh, it still holds the emotions for me. But I have nothing against the human form and people mm. can be naked all they want. But mm. on a hiking trail, man, just that's just, I don't know. There's a time to be naked and there's a time not to be naked. And when there's a fire ants and. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, I just it. I, I I don't know. It just it still upsets me to this day. Like, why are you hiking naked? You know, I don't know. It's just how is it okay? How is it okay? How come I can't be naked? I'm having to wear a robe in my own home. I think that's what it is now. Now that I've gotten older, it's been about twenty years. I think I. And more upset with his freedom than anything. It doesn't even have to do with the way his wiener moved independently from the rest of his body. And it has everything to do with this dude is on a lever of freedom that I have no, no ability to chase after. There's just no way. I am like, I, I've slowly turned into the guy who will wear the t-shirt at a pool. <laughs> you know? And this guy's just like, I'm going to let it all hang out. So, so here's to you, old man, penis guy on the trail, living his best life when we are all just worried about how we look and stuff like that. So boom, there you go. I hope you use the entire thing. My name is Potato Johnson, and I am from Crystal Lake, Illinois. Weirdest thing. Um, I know there's going to be something I'm going to think of after I answer this, and I'm going to be like, oh, my God, why didn't I I think of this? But the first thing that came to mind is um, waiting in the airport to get on my plane back from Las Vegas and seeing uh, Gene Simmons and Shannon Tweed come off the flight I was getting on. And that was just bizarre beyond belief because people were going up and taking pictures with Gene Simmons. And I'm like, I'm a major metalhead, but I see Gene Simmons and I'm kind of like, oh, look, that's Gene Simmons. Ew. (laughs) You know, he's kind of like the, the prototype Lars Ulrich. It's just kind of like he's such a slime ball, but seeing him in person was just surreal. I wish it was weirder than that, but that's kind of it. My name is Sean. I am a showman and entertainment business owner, and I am from Chicago. Oh, God. I've had so many. (laughs) um man um weirdest thing that's ever happened to me i i have had a moment where um like a homeless person on meth uh stripped their clothes 
in in the middle of Mike like b- the train cart on the blue line and was like running up and down the cart butt ass naked um that that was unusual <laughs> um and uh weirdest moment um i i did meet a girl one time um that like admitted to me that she had a puppet collection and like loved puppets and said that if me and her hung out like she would have to i would have to conversate with her puppets just as much as i conversate with her and i didn't know how to take that information um or like really take it seriously but she was dead ass serious and then showed me like her it, like images in her phone of like her taking like selfies and pictures with her puppets <laughs> so and she had a lot of puppets jason so um that was pretty unusual uh but those are like the two that are coming to my head but you know i'm sure if we like sat here and meditated for like a good 10 minutes i would at least have an- another 50 more but i don't think time permitted we we have that luxury what kind of puppets Oh man, um, very. There was like th- there was a few that were like there was some like there were uh, diff- actually very different styles. Like she actually had like legitimate like ventriloquist puppets. Then she had like some hand puppets. She had some finger puppets. Um, but like I think the craziest ones were like definitely like more like the old school like Annabelle looking like ventriloquist type of like puppets. Yeah um and and she showed me like she had a gallery um like she looked like she took out a second data plan just to put pictures of her and her puppets together so um like she had every puppet that you can possibly think of so uh those were probably like the craziest ones i was like i just couldn't it was like just freaky to me i was like yo this is weird like i'm sorry like i can't like she was like it was weird because she was cute she was like kind of cute but then all of a sudden it's just like yeah no like i'm not willing to see how far this rabbit hole goes so um i just kind of left that moment at that and you know you know one of those things were like i'm gonna go to the bathroom i'll find you right after and and avoided her at all costs Hi, my name is Chris. I'm from Elgin, Illinois. Wow. <laughs> there's too many to... I, there's, I've been in too many situations. I can't really elaborate on that stuff. Um, I've just... I, I've been, you know, being in the restaurant industry, being up late at night, being, you know, drinking and doing things at all hours. I've seen a lot of weird stuff. Um, you meet a lot of different people in that kind of industry, especially when you work in bars and the people that you see that come and go at two and three and four in the morning. So let's just say that my experience with that would be the weirdest thing. Um, the, the, you know, again, the human element is you can't, you can't create what people do. You, you just can't come up with weird and stupid and bizarre things that people do. And you just see it all. So I'll go with, go with that. Can you give me an example? No, just, I mean, stuff that you see in their habits and the way they do things. And, you know, I mean, you, you, I, I, I'm a I'm a person that's, again, if what you're doing, you enjoy it and it doesn't hurt anybody else, that's fine. But, I mean, I've seen all sorts of 
weird sexual things and weird, I mean, just weird people asking just weird questions out of the blue that you, you wouldn't think would be appropriate to ask, but people ask or people do, or you see people do things that just, I mean, I, I, I can't really specify it, but it just gets really, really weird. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, and you know, and, and being involved with the artist community and, and, and just, you know, and then that's not just art, but it's all of that stuff. I mean, it's just, you see a lot of different stuff, which is all very cool, which is all, which is all awesome because if you're into it and it's what you enjoy, that's great. But it's also sometimes you got to look at it and be like, you know, you tell other people that you do this kind of stuff, but I, you know, I'm sure I do stuff that, that things that I think are normal and mm-hmm. people are like, why in the heck do you do that? And it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's a live and let live and just get on with yourself. You know, you, it's hard enough to get through the day or the week or the month. And if that's what that, again, if you're not hurting anybody and that's what you like to do, I'm all for it. So, My name is Stella, and I'm from Chicago. Weirdest thing. Um, like, all my intuitive stuff is super weird. Um, feeling like, like, um, there's a, a spirit. Um, I have a friend who has a spirit in his house, and I felt the spirit um like running through my body it was so creepy (laughs) and i had to tell him to back off the spirit not the friend (laughs) what did it feel like um it my heart was racing i felt like he was sitting like standing on my chest or sitting on it um it was very weird but um i had to tell the spirit like please back off like go away but I think in the spirit's defense, I was sitting in his chair. So I think I was in his space and he probably didn't like it. How'd you know it was his chair? Uh, well, I got confirmation that apparently the spirit hovers in that area. And I didn't realize it till I sat down in that chair and felt very much like my heart racing. And I felt very, hmm, how do I explain it? It was hard to breathe, heart racing, um, very much like I had, I had s- stepped into an area that I did not belong in. How does it feel now thinking back on it? I feel, I feel good that I made it through it. <laughs> um, I feel it, it's, it's a, it's an interesting part, me being in this part of the journey, uh, being able to reflect on it and not letting it freak me out as much as it would have maybe a couple years ago, I feel like it's just more, okay, that was an experience. I, I understand it. I get it. I honor it. I'm not going to do that again. Hello, my name's Dan. I'm a cartoonist, mixed media artist from Cambridge, UK. What's the weirdest thing that's ever happened to you? The weirdest thing? Probably telling my friend to calm down and then watching him put his face through a window. That was pretty strange. Okay, there's a story there. <laughs> well, I, well, I was just f- first, you know, freshly moved out of parents' house and living in a hostel, and everyone was a bit crazy at the time. And yeah, there was one of them windows with the metal frames in there that are supposed to be unbreakable. 
and my friend was just going really mad and I just told him to calm down and yeah he put his face through it so I was like right, don't calm down then <laughs> <laughs> what happened afterwards um he stopped off I left him to it really I mean what, what do you do the man just put his face through a window and growled at you you just okay mate see you later did he have any damage did he have to go to the hospital or anything no he, he was fine <laughs> it's quite surprising that was the weird part <laughs> the window wasn't fine but yeah he was <laughs> My name is Brandon. I am a software developer. I am from Elgin, Illinois. Oh, I've had quite a few. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see. I was a part of a national security investigation under the auspices of the Patriot Act. That, that was weird. Um, again, purely accidental. Uh, one of my servers was hacked and the FBI wanted to put a, a tap in and try to catch uh, who uh, who accessed my machine because what they were doing is they were hitting my machine and then they were jumping to, I think it was Lockheed, whoever was doing the F-35 program. It turns out it was China that had hacked the F-35 program and, and gotten a, a bunch of details about it. And they were doing so by, by hacking machines all over the world and then using those as jump points so that it wasn't easy to trace back to its source. And my box happened to be one of those machines. So I got a call uh, from my ISP because the FBI was, you know, was, was tracing it back. And then I called the FBI and they came out and uh, I, of course, cooperated. But the whole situation was just kind of surreal for the first few weeks, just to be told by the FBI, you're under uh, or you're involved in a national security investigation under the auspices of the Patriot Act. That's some scary, scary stuff to hear. One of which nobody we ever come in contact with has ever heard those words from the FBI, except me. <laughs> so definitely a weird one. My name is Rob, and I am from the Midwest in America. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you know, I don't have an answer. We, we, a lot of stuff that happens to us, a lot of people would consider like, oh, my God, that's so strange. What a weird experience. But to us, it's just life. I mean, we're just <laughs> in these weird situations, and weird things happen all the time. Uh, I, I don't really have an answer, man. I, I wish I could just say skip, uh, but I don't want to avoid the question. I just don't, I can't think of something weird. Yeah. You know, but, but if you were to, if you were to map out our life, like if you went back and you, you were like, here are all these different points, you'd be like, ah, damn, how many weird things happen to you guys? <laughs> My name is Marie, and I am from St. Paul, Minnesota. I mean, I'm from Kentucky, and I spent time <laughs> in Georgia. You know, I've seen some weird shit. Um, God. <laughs> 
So definitely the first thing I guess that popped into my mind was um, there's this guy in my hometown who's an older guy. And then for a brief period of time, I worked at the CD store, <laughs> the CD store. <laughs> um, and he's an older guy. He looked like a cowboy. He would always wear like those really cool, like ornate belts that are huge um, with the cowboy boots and a hat and maybe a bolero sometimes. He okay. Went, his name was the Coca-Cola Cowboy. <laughs> Um, and I mean, he was a cool guy. Um, so he would come in and like, we'd kind of talk about music a little bit and think he knew my grandfather cause my grandfather played country music and, uh, he just, I, I think the story behind his name being the Coca-Cola cowboy is that he just loved Coca-Cola. Huh. I think he even had a Coca-Cola cowboy hat. Okay. Maybe. Um, oh, oh, maybe. Okay. So there's the Coca-Cola cowboy, but do you remember pro-life Anderson? No. Okay. Pro-life Anderson was this guy who would walk around Savannah with a cross with a dead baby on it. No. And he would hold a sign. It was like a dead, like, you know, a plastic baby. But he would hold a sign being like, I'm pro-life. He came into uh, Hollywood video one day. And I didn't recognize him because he didn't have his like pro-life stuff on. Okay. He handed me, because he, he wanted to sign up. And he, of course, he brought up a couple religious movies. He, he passed me his uh, ID in order to sign up for an account. And I, I read his name. And it was pro-life Anderson. He legally changed his name to pro-life Anderson. And he passed away, a f I think, a few years ago because I Googled his name. Uh, but you can Google him. You can see photos. You can see videos of this guy walking around like Forsyth Park in Savannah. Um, but he was just all about being pro-life. And yeah, I, I think probably that's one of the weirdest guys I've ever met. <laughs> Fair enough. My name is Mark Allen Fishman. I'm an artist and comedian. I am from Homewood, Illinois. The weirdest thing that's ever happened to me. Damn, can't it be about my friends? Uh, <laughs> man. Uh, is there anything weird that's ever happened to me? Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to give kind of a shitball answer here, but I will say that my first son and my best friend's first son were born four hours apart in adjacent hospital rooms. And while that's, wow. while that's not exactly happening to me and our second children were born four days apart. And I swear no one will believe me when I say this, neither of those things were planned. It was completely random. Yes. Like we were not on Bluetooth while having sex with our wives. It just <laughs> happened to be that uh, two times there, our children were basically born on top of one another. 
My name is Michael, and I'm a photographer-videographer in the Naperville area. Someone decided to pay me a lot of fucking money to take pictures. I was a high school janitor. Literally one day, I was like cleaning up shit out of a urinal, and I got a call within the same time of doing that, and they booked me for a $5,000 wedding. And I realized if they could just see me right now, right now, they would have never hired Straight up. Why wouldn't, why don't you think they would have hired you? I'm taking shit out of a urinal at a high school. I don't, I wouldn't even talk to me at that point. What, what am I going to do? Oh, can you just move it to the side? I, I need to use this one right here. Come on. Like, I always think one day, and not in a bad way, but I always think one day someone's going to figure out that I'm the Batman of photos. And either I'm going to be on Ellen one day of like, how the fuck did you do this? Or someone's going to rat me out and I'm going to be on the internet talking about what's it like to live this double life. And it is great because I can sometimes humble myself and go, the money could all be gone tomorrow and I could still go to my day job and feel safe. Like right now, while all my photographer friends are gone, the, uh, the union is starting, is paying us. So mm. I'm getting paid. And then I did some financial engineering where, okay, I refinanced my house literally the week before the um, the coronavirus or the K virus or the C virus. Um, I like to call it a uh, Corona break, um, like every, every other millennial or um, uh, what is it? Uh, live in the Corona loca um, is what I like to put it. Um, but okay. long story short, I got to skip my mortgage payment for two months with the financial engineering of that. Obviously, I didn't do that in preparation of the corona, but now not only am I getting paid to be here, I don't have to pay to be here. So it's worked out so well in my favor that I got to be very grateful for where I'm at. I am Chris. I'm a director of photography, and I am from Chicago. Oh, man. All right, that's a lot of weird things that have happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll start with this one, I guess. Uh, one of the weirdest things that happened to me has sparked an infatuation with making it happen again, and it involves going to sensory deprivation tanks and having out of body experiences or remote viewing experiences, as other people would label it. And when I realized that I could make it a consistent thing, uh, getting into meditation is something that uh, has become a big part of my life. So I'm looking to make it happen again. I am looking to understand it and hopefully one day be able to have other people experience it too. My name is Brett, and I'm a writer and a musician, and I'm from Chicago, Illinois. I've had a lot of weird fucking things happen to me, man. I've, <laughs> I, you, like, I, you know, I, I'm Eskimo brothers with Donald Trump, possibly. I'm, you know, I've walked into strip clubs and gotten numbers from strippers when I was like, hey, don't sit on my lap. And she's like, oh, no, I wasn't trying to sit on your lap. Here's my number. And I'm like, oh, that's 
I was just so rude to you and you still followed up with this still came over to my house later still had sex with me even though I got stung by bees on my back porch yada yada but I'm going to give you I think something that's pretty weird so with the early days of Twitter I saw a tweet from a porn star that I liked and um, she basically said she was partying at this hotel in Rosemont and she was in town for some convention or whatever but she was like it was so early in the days of Twitter that she was like anybody can come over and party with me you know because she had you know 500 followers and the chances nobody was using it so the chances anybody were going to show up were nil so I show up because I live right by it I'm like all right fuck it I'm gonna go over there maybe she'll do a like a music video or something like that for me so I go over and she's just hanging out with a couple people. No one else showed up. It was really boring. It wasn't really a party. We're just in this hotel bar. But I'm talking to her, and she's like, "Oh yeah." She's like, "Oh, you do music?" And she's like, "I, you know, I make I make beats." I'm like, "You do?" And she's like, "I play the piano really well, actually." And I was like, "No, you come on." So I like it was sort of almost pre-smartphone. I think it was when you still had to text your responses in with Twitter. So I say, you know, okay. So I show her some music, whatever I have on my phone as badly as you can play it. And she's like, come show me on my laptop. So we like grab our drinks and we go upstairs to her room. And I'm like, she hands me her MacBook. She's like, show me your stuff. So I'm like, you know, furiously typing my stuff into her computer. And I turn around and she's just like, basically like half undressed and ready to go and i was like what and she's like come on let's you know let's fuck and i was like uh and i kind of had a girlfriend at the time but we were things were really bad between us and they had been for like years and i was like ah it's like my favorite porn star at the time so fuck it i did it um and i guess like the funniest part during it was uh I like I was like can we do this position she's like we can do whatever you want she's like you just can't fuck my ass because that's my boyfriend's <laughs> and I went yeah all right that's fair it's uh that's totally fair cool had sex with her finished up she actually did show me her stuff she's a she was a good musician good pianist um you know had some dope beats whatever and yeah thanks twitter My name is Sarah. I'm a visual storyteller and culinary maven, and I'm from a podunk town in Iowa. Gosh, that's, this is why these are so hard, is because if I had like 10 minutes to think about it, I could come up with something, but that's just... <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, I know there's something. I know there is something. And I, I'm not thinking of it. And I, um, oh, gosh. I don't want to skip this one. I really don't. Um, I've had some really weird things happen. Oh, oh, okay. Weird. Uh, this just cut, this is recent in my mind because this happened recently, but I would say it's one of the craziest things that's happened to me personally. And it had to do with being on the job. Um, I had a, I had a wedding in, in October and the, while, while I was shooting uh, kind of the after party, which I've decided now I'm not doing, I don't want to do any more party bus, any more bar shenanigans because of stuff like this. Um, I was, I, uh, was in a bar with the wedding party and I was filming in the bar and I 
turned when someone said, hey, hey, look at this. And a guy had pulled his junk out in my face. Um, and it completely shocked me to the core. And um, I wanted to leave. I would have had every right to leave at that point. I didn't know if it was a friend. I didn't. I thought it was just a patron. I thought it was just a drunk patron. Um, and what what made it terrible wasn't the fact that it that that had happened. It was the fact that I was made to feel like I was crazy for being upset about it after. Um, because of all the excuses in the book, he's drunk, he's stupid, he does it all the time. Uh, I was very very close. Actually, it was very difficult to get through the rest of the night. My husband wanted to kill the guy. He wasn't there. He was down the street at the reception setting up, and. Um, but I was just shaking and I was, I I've, I've experienced sexual assault in my past. And so to me, that felt like sexual assault, even though it doesn't matter what the intention was. And to this day, you know, I don't think he intended to do anything to me or he didn't, he wasn't targeting me because apparently he'd been doing it a lot. But the fact that it just completely caused this eruption within me of, bringing all these terrible, terrible feelings back of my past that I had dealt with. Um, and to be made to feel like I'm the one with a problem because I did freak out and I'm, I'm a professional person. And if something bothers me, I keep it, you know, keep it down because peace is my end goal. Um, but someone even went to the bride and told the bride that I was freaking out about it. And the bride actually apologized to me on the bus uh, about what had happened and said she was a jerk. But again, everything was just brushed under the rug. He was allowed to come. He, he showed up at the reception. He was allowed to come to the reception and continue drinking. Um, at which point, again, I should have said, you know what? He's gone or I leave. I should have just left. Uh, but again, I was so worried and so concerned about someone being upset with me that I stayed and I was I talked to the police the next day. I was very close to um, turning him in uh, and it would have been indecent exposure. It wouldn't have been like sexual assault, obviously, but I was very close to pressing charges and the maid of honor, who was actually a uh, past bride of mine, who I absolutely adore. And the only reason why I took this wedding, the only reason why I didn't go further, she was, she had written a statement as well because they had wanted a second statement. So she was ready to do it um, to support me. And after talking to my boss, who's an attorney, talking to my husband, like sitting on it for a while, I did not want to put myself through anything more. If I, if he would have been arrested, I would have had to go to court dates up in another county because this was like 40 minutes north of here. Um, there were all these things where I ended up showing him compassion uh, because they made fun of me on Facebook afterwards as well. And I saw it. So, you know, there's all these things that I could, would have been within all my rights to, to pursue, but I decided to um, not let it go, but rather give myself um, the relief of not just putting it behind me. So that was, that. that's the kind of, I would say that's the craziest thing that's happened to me, at least in recent memory. My name is John. I'm a artist and a locksmith. I am from the West suburbs of Chicago. For somebody who doesn't want to spend a lot of time on this. <laughs> uh, the weirdest thing. Oh my God. There's so what, let me, what can I zero in on? I mean, I've seen 
stuff, man. Like I saw a ghost, dude. Um, maybe more than one. Like when I was 14 or 15, we were on a family, uh, road trip and, uh, we stopped at this like antique store. My mom, my dad, my brother stopped at an antique store that was also an ice cream parlor. And, uh, my mom was looking at antiques and me and my dad, my brother sit down at the, like the bar or whatever, where they serve you the ice cream. And there was like a big old timey mirror behind the bar. Right. What I remember is I'm sitting there eating my ice cream and, uh, I look in the mirror and my mom is walking behind me and behind her is like a little boy. And I turn around and there's no little boy there. And I'm just like, Oh, and the hair just stood up on the back of my neck. (laughs) And, uh, I, that was crazy fucked up. Uh, that, so that was one of the weirder things that's ever happened to me. Um, and I've had other paranormal experiences since then, but that's the only time I would 100% say that I saw, like, an apparition, you know? This is Albert. I am an operations manager from Savannah, Georgia. Oh, the weirdest thing that ever happened to me is I think where I work at, I think that there Savannah's not have and things like that. So I think the worst thing that's ever happened to me is I've I've kind of experienced some spirits and stuff uh, on the job where I work at. I'm walking around in the studio. You can hear something walking behind you and you turn around, nobody there. Happened a few years back. That's about the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me. And then hearing little voices and things like that. So being in that situation and thinking there's something talking to me or looking at me and things like that and you can just feel it but that's about the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me my name is M I am from Chicago oh my gosh I have the fun okay uh, we used to go to this church and um, and uh, <laughs> this is really funny there they had some kind of um, for some reason, there was a group of people from Korea there um, on this particular, I don't know if they were on a tour or something, but they were all visiting from Korea. None of them spoke English. And they were, um, we had gone on a random weeknight to something and they were all there. And I'm just in like crappy clothes. Like I was just sitting there with a group of my friends and at the end of whatever this thing was, I, I stand up and they all came over and lined up in front of me. And every single one wanted to bow to me, wanted to greet me. And my friends are going, Martha, stop. Oh, sorry, I just said my name. My friends are going, Em, stop it. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm not doing anything. What is happening? Like, And they all just kept going. But there was like 30 of them in line, all lined up in like a receiving line. Only for me. And it was the funny, I was dying. I'm sitting there going, only me. Like, of course this is happening to me. And I don't know why they, and my, the pastor was laughing. I'm like, this isn't funny. Like, what is going on? He's like, I don't know. Um, but my friends were outright, like thinking I had done something. I was like, I, I'm, not, I'm just standing here. Like, but they all came up one at a time and smiled and bowed and then walked on, but only to me. 
that was pretty surreal and really funny. Why? I don't have any idea. And what I, I looked like, like a, a disaster. I mean, it wasn't like I looked like, oh, I'm the pastor's wife or so. I mean, it wasn't anything like that. I was sitting in the back with a group of my friends and I looked like I was in, you know, like a fleece and like crappy club, like my hair was bad. And I just, I have no idea, but they all came and lined up and every single one bowed to me. And I was like, okay, I can get used to this. This is pretty funny. But um, it, yeah, it was, it was one of those moments that I'll never forget. And my friends were like, really, what are you? I'm like, I didn't do anything. I'm just, <laughs> I just was, I don't know. <laughs> so that was pretty surreal. I've had many. I mean, I could really, like, we could fill a whole show just with weird things that have happened to me. But that one, that one was pretty funny. Yeah. My name is Zach. I live in Fort Worth, Texas. Weirdest thing. Um, weirdest thing that's ever happened to me. That's a, a wonderful question. I, I have had a lot of coincidences happen. Um, I have a feeling, uh, so I talked to a, a customer at work the other day and, um, she thought I had excellent customer service and wanted, you know, and, and I randomly gave her my first name and last name. And I'm not sure why come to find out her daughter-in-law has the same or her maiden name is my last name. And where she's from in New York, I believe I can trace my history back to that area of New York in the early to mid 1800s. So there's a potential that I found and came across somebody that is related to like my eighth or ninth cousin, great cousin, based on going back that far. Um, I haven't had a chance to kind of dive into the genealogy that I have in my closet, but there there is a fact that I may have magically randomly come across like my eighth grade cousin like great, 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 great cousin from people, you know, back in the mid 1800s. I think, I think that's pretty weird. Yeah, totally. She's like, what? That's so, that's my daughter-in-law's name. Uh, unfortunately her dad walked out. Apparently I've learned a little bit more about her than I wanted to know. So I guess he's kind of an asshole left two kids. You know, I don't know the situation, but, um, I don't know. I don't think I could ever walk away from children. If I had kids, I don't think I could ever walk away. So whether, whatever the situation is with the mother, I, I mean, if I have kids, I think I need to be there for them. So that I don't understand. I probably never will, but yeah, I think that's kind of weird. We are Lauren and Ryan. We are wedding photographers and we are from Chicago, Illinois. Oh, shit. I should have answered that question back there. Oh, well. Um, well, in, so the weirdest thing that ever happened to me is I actually won a car. Uh, it's kind of like, it's. I want to say it's like one of the best gifts. You know, I kind of go back to it. It's kind of one of the best gifts I ever got. But at the same time, it was like one of the weirdest situations because I really honestly didn't feel like I deserved it at the time. Um, my son was obviously, I told you the story about my son being born prematurely and having all the, these issues. And someone, uh, a, a friend of the family actually submitted my story 
to uh, Family Hyundai in Orland Park, and they wound up giving me a free car because of it. So <laughs> I was like amazed. You know, obviously we paid taxes and stuff, but it was a brand new car, and that was probably it was a shock for me because, like I said, I'm such a giving person. I'm like, someone else deserves mm-hmm. it, you know? And they're like, no, you deserve it. Here you go. And you're like, what Aww. is happening? So. The weirdest thing that's probably happened to me, um, I was dating, I was in Florida and uh, got invited. We, we got invited to this party in Clearwater and it was on the water on this beautiful, you know, this mansion. I was like, wow, this is, this can be a lot of fun. Like this is going to be an awesome place to go and this amazing party. Well, we get there and you know, it was, I mean, it was an amazing place and it was an amazing party, but um, about, I would say an hour, hour and a half into the thing, you know, it's all, we're just kind of hanging out, talking, and all of a sudden people start walking around naked. Like, where the hell are their clothes? What's going on here? And then more and more people start getting naked. Well, then they start getting on things and doing things together, and they didn't come in together. They, they came in separate. <laughs> what the hell is going on? It's a swinger party. I got invited to a swinger party. I had no idea that's what it was. And, you know, we're there all of a sudden, someone's getting buck wild. I've been dating this girl, you know, maybe a few weeks or something. We hadn't even reached that point. And I don't think we ever did, but it, it was the most wild thing. You know, there was, they had a yacht tied out back and people are humping on the yacht and in the hot tub. And it, it was pretty wild. And of course, I mean, there's dildos flying around the house. It was a crazy, weird party. And I don't think I want to go to another one. No. I didn't know that story. Did you tell me that story? I don't think so. I don't think I have told you that story. Yeah, well, there you go. (laughs) And we left. I did not get naked. Stories make us all feel a little more connected to the world, especially when really weird things happen. Maybe you can look on the outside of that and see that it's not so weird looking in, but being in that moment, it is weird. Like no matter what's happening in your world, know that you're not alone because someone else out there is having a really weird experience too. And it's really cool that we can all come together and know that we're all in this together. Do you have a story about something that was so extremely weird that you're bursting to tell us? We would love to hear it. Send us a voicemail clip or an email to behindeverystory at gmail.com. So you know how we always like to end the show with asking you about your stories and sending them in. This is one person's story about listening to the podcast And she's talking about the episode about personal mottos. Check it out. Then I heard the motto one, and I loved it. I thought it was really, really good. Uh, Very thought-provoking. And it was very, like, melodramatic. Like, kind of, like... I don't know, I've been listening to Freakonomics, and I kind of had, like, like the same kind of vibe. Um, But I did make an observation that was a little disturbing... Not no fault of yours, and I'm gonna get a little me too on you a little for a second. But like, did you notice that every single woman who you spoke to, their motto came from some place of healing? Like, 
I don't want people to ever feel alone like I did or um I don't know, like, it, there was one, it was, like, a couple, and she said something about her business. I was like, oh, okay, this is good, it's about her business. And then right after that, she goes, um, you know, I had a really hard time growing up, so um, I just knew this is what I needed to be. Like, it, But either way, like, you could tell every single woman, whatever their motto was, came from having gone through something really hard, and so now they're developed this motto to live by so that either other people don't have to go through the things that they did or or they don't have to do it anymore, which I thought was really, really interesting because all the men's were like, takes what it takes, like moving forward, like get it done. Like it was all like uh, very, well, I guess like some of them were like, um, maybe even like trying to behave like like on their own behavior maybe like uh you know like that go on guy about ryan the last one you know behave like ryan gosling or whatever but like they, it was either about like their own behavior or like um or just like work focus do what you gotta do kind of vibe of their mottos i thought that was very very interesting i don't know if you caught on to that but very very cool i'm gonna listen to another one. can't wait Thank you so much for joining us here on Behind Every Story. If you like what you heard, please consider subscribing on your favorite podcast streaming app. And make sure you rate us on those streaming apps or iTunes. Uh, the better rating we get, the more people we can get to listen to this. So help us out there. And make sure to follow us and like us on Facebook at Behind Every Story Podcast to stay up to date on all our new episodes and behind the scene fun stuff. And you can always find us on BehindEveryStory.com. Great storytellers make the world a smaller and more intimate place. Thank you to all the storytellers out there, big and small. And thank you to our guests this week, Al, Brett, Bob, Brandon, Chris, Chris, Daniel, John, Lauren and Ryan, M, Mark, Marie, Michael, Potato Johnson, Rob, Sarah, Stella, Sean and Zach. I'm getting really good at saying those names. I've been your storyteller, Jason Osterkamp, and it's been a pleasure sitting around the campfire with you. Join us again next time when I ask everyone, What's something they like to do when no one else is around and no one will ever find out? Join us next time on Behind Every Story. The musical guest this week is Hey Ocean. And check out this awesome song, A Song About California. Now, I'm not going to lie. I've had this song on rotation in my car for years. I absolutely adore these guys. Here's Hey Ocean with A Song About California.
Mistério.